Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, January 8th, 2019. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Uh, on this podcast, we talk about news and politics and give our opinions from a secular point of view. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg, or you can tweet us at profanearg, or you can go to uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash profanearg, and you can sign up to become a patron of the show, which will offset our creation costs. Uh, you can use the link, go there, sign up for one of the tiers, or create a custom pledge, and it will allow you to join in our Discord channel, and you can join us live as we record. Uh, this week on the show, I want to talk about how the uh, First Liberty Institute plans to gut the First Amendment, but <laughs> that's that's later. First Liberty, well, that sounds awfully patriotic and American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, mm -hmm. our code name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the first thing I want to mention, uh, there was a post I liked on the Facebook page that I believe Kurt posted this. And it has, it's a, an article written on medium.com. It is a list of 10 different things that a woman used as an argument against the whole, the people wanting to build the wall. I just thought it was a very interesting read because if you have people like, like say you work with someone hmm. who's a diehard Republican and, and is, is behind Trump a hundred percent. There's some good arguments in here about uh, how walls don't work how most legal immigrants uh, are originally legal immigrants, but just overstay. So the wall would have no effect on it whatsoever, on the numbers that they're so worried about, uh, how it affects the drugs, uh, environmental impact, and a whole bunch of other things. And the information that she used against the wall was all gleaned from conservative websites. <laughs> so it's not... The initial response shouldn't be, oh, well, that's just fake news, because you can tell them, look, I got it from your people's website. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it's a it's a decent, uh, a decent read. A lot of information about uh, about what's going on with the wall. So I thought I would mention it. Uh, if you want the link, it will be on the website, profaneargument.com. So first I wanted to really talk about what's going on with Trump. He is going to be live on the air as we're recording, possibly in just a few minutes here. Um, and he is uh, supposedly going to be talking about his justification for the wall and how it's a... Uh, there's a question of whether or not he's going to say it's a national emergency <laughs> and declare so that he can just get funds directly without Congress being involved. But one of the things that I saw, and I actually had seen this on uh, the Colbert show last night, but uh, it came up in my newsfeed last week. The idea of the wall and where it came from, there's an article on Forbes that talks about mm. the fact that the wall was just a mnemonic device to try to get Trump to remember immigration. Keep him on like, subject. Yeah. yeah. The idea that he couldn't remember... <laughs> That immigration was important, so they gave him a smaller word to stick to their their speaking plan of of you know make sure you include immigration. And it came from Roger Stone and was run by Steve Bannon, 
And they're like, yeah, let's get him on the wall and and talk about the wall. And apparently Trump wasn't for it at first. <laughs> but then eventually they talked him into using it in a rally speech. And as soon as he said something about building a wall, people cheered. And that was, that it was, was all it. over. <laughs> yep. You cheer him once. It's all done. <laughs> he is all for building the wall now. Well, he's all for people cheering for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you guys had heard about this before. I didn't hear the part about it being uh, like a mnemonic thing to, for him to remember immigration, but I did hear that it came from Roger Stone and Steve Bannon, and they're like, this is a good talking point. And he was like, all right, I'll try it. And then I heard in a separate thing that he goes, anytime I do one of these rallies, if it starts to die down, I just mention the wall and they go fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And that always livens it up. So, Which I never... Go ahead. So despite evidence that it's unneeded, um, impractical, ineffective, unwanted, because it gets cheers at rallies, and he promised it to people that won't forgive him, we're going to suffer through this. No, 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 no. If you remember, the Senate passed the bill Mm. without the wall, and Trump vetoed it because Ann Coulter called him bad names, and so did Rush Limbaugh, and he folded to them. So those two are controlling our country and are essentially responsible for the shutdown. Otherwise, well, it's, actually, it's actually worse than that. It never made it to his desk because the turtle um, would not put it up for uh, a vote because Trump said he would vote veto it. So it never got past the Senate. Oh, I didn't know that really? part. Yeah, I think. I thought, McCon- I thought the Senate did, uh, did the, vote for it. The, they voted for one, and the House went, no. The House put one forward. The Senate just never voted on it. I was under the impression that the, again, it could be wrong, that the Senate did at least had it and had 100% on it based solely on the fact that Trump said he would do it. And then he was like, no, I'm not doing this because of the pressure from uh, Ann Coulter. And then he unfollowed her on Twitter (laughs) and then vetoed the bill or decided that he wasn't going to give it a stamp of approval. Yeah. I mean, that part of it is definitely true. It, It was supposed to go through and it didn't because Fox News said, tisk, tisk. It's not what we want. I don't know. There's t- there's been so many different things because I I mean I know that the House passed one yep. that didn't get by the Senate, and then I I see that the Senate passed one, but did it go through the House? I it's hard to keep track because well it, it's there are so many of them because Trump is so it, he won't say whether or not he's going to pass something. And what I don't understand is why don't they just pass? Okay, so Trump's going to veto it. So why does McConnell stop the vote? Because he doesn't want to have a bill that he has signed off on be a failure. He does now, this a lot. I'm pretty positive that that bill was voted on in the Senate and went through mm-hmm. because I, the other report I was listening to was that a lot of these guys who voted for this bill that did not have the wall funding in it are now going, the wall is the most important thing in the world and I will not vote on anything that doesn't have the wall budget in it. And everyone's like, you just voted on one last week yeah. that, you know, that didn't have it in there. I believe you. I, I mean, I'm, I, I, mean I, again, I could be wrong, too. I just, I understand. I mean, is it just an ego thing or is it like a political thing that McConnell thinks the party is splitting if he has a vote and then Trump vetoes it? Like, Well, McConnell was mad that because he was assured by Trump that Trump would be okay this. Mm. Went through all the trouble of getting it through. You know, I think they they were supposed to leave for vacation. They hadn't left yet to get this through. And then Trump's like, no. And then McConnell's like, fuck you. I'm out of here. We're all leaving now. So the shutdown is on you. Okay. But I'm sure if you ask him now, the wall is the most important thing in the world. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's the thing he's he's 
For some reason, he's hitched, he's hitched his wagon to that as the thing that's, you know, make or break for his presidency. And I don't know that it's not all a big distraction, but we'll get to that later, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with Trump, it's because he only cares about that 38 to 42 percent of, of people who like him. Right. And that they were like, what do you mean we're not getting a wall? You know, or whatever. Like, oh, you caved on the wall? We know what the wall is. That's the only thing we do know about. <laughs> so I think it has to do with that. I mean, it's such mm. a it's I, listen again. Is Donald Trump really up at night worried that Mexicans are crossing the border? No, no, he, he doesn't give a shit. He hires them. Yeah. Gives them fake papers. At least his company does. Yeah. He needs a win. That's his problem. He wants a win. Yeah. So there are a few articles on the Huffington Post, and I know the Huffington Post is left leaning, but the articles are pretty clear and have fact in them. So. The the one claim the, the reason that I'm bringing these up is the the whole claim about it being a national emergency. Um, the one claim about there being four thousand terrorists who were stopped at the southern border is entirely false, like blatantly false. And Pence was actually asked about it, and because he referenced the four thousand number, and Pence Pence has tried really hard to stay to actual facts and reality mm. he still twists them and makes the numbers you know mean what he wants them to mean but the four thousand suspected terrorists that were stopped there were four thousand people stopped at all ports of entry across the nation last year now not all of them were terrorists it was four thousand people who were stopped because they were on some watch list and in the Pence interview, he then goes, well, that may be true, but there were 3,000 at the southern border, blah, 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 blah. Well, the 3,000 that were stopped at the southern border were people who were on any list whatsoever, and they weren't necessarily stopped. There were 3,000 people questioned because they happened to come from countries that are in opposition to the United States or that have criminal organizations, um, and they were questioned to make sure that they weren't part of those organizations. So, or their name just matched somebody that was on the list. Yes. So. So the real number for last year, I've heard. I've heard two different ones. I, the one in this article says six, not six hundred or six thousand. Six. Um, and I also heard uh, Julia Kayem, who was a former head or deputy of the Homeland Security. Uh, she said eight last night. So six or to eight is is what we were actually looking at as far as people being stopped who are on a watch list. And there's no evidence that those people were doing any sort of terrorist activities or were directly associated with the terrorist activity. They were people who were questioned because, well, they were associated, but not necessarily on a mission or, you know, anything like that. Not like the, you know, exploding shoe bomber or whatever, mm. where they actually caught the guy doing something. So that number, according to uh, according to the National Security Council, was uh, zero. They stopped zero actual people in a terrorist plot. <laughs> Who were coming through an actual port of entry anyway. Right. Yeah, those six, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, everybody knows the wall is horseshit. Yeah. That it means nothing. It will do nothing. Well, he keeps talking about walls, but and and he he mentioned walls and wheels. They're tried and true technology. I'm like, <laughs> wow. All right, so wheels and walls. So not worrying about tunnels and ladders. I guess. Okay. I don't. Know. It's, it's a it's a mess, man. Yeah, it is <laughs> a mess. 
it's like we're it's like these poor people are not getting paid over a figment yeah. of someone's imagination. Like it means nothing. You're not getting paid over nothing. Right. So like at least in other shutdowns, there was actual reasons to you know to to be fighting on a subject like DACA or something like that. But no, we're fighting mm-hmm. over uh, not even the full fucking wall, uh, like a portion of it. Right. Because the five point seven billion that he's now asking for doesn't cover the whole border. Like no. it's not a chance. So the other articles that are on here, he mentioned that uh, other presidents say that the wall should have been put up and that some of them told him so. And I don't know what some of them (laughs) means. That immediately sounds like a lie because there are only four living presidents. So some of them doesn't make any sense. And as it turns out, all of them came out and said, yeah, we either we never talked about it or the wall's a dumb idea or both. Mm. Did you see Pence getting asked that question and and watching him squirm on that? Yeah, and he just kept saying words until he could find a way to change the subject. Yeah. He is good at that. I'll give him that much. Well, they, you know, he kept saying, he's like, well, they kind of alluded. And she's like, well, that's not what he said. He said he spoke to them. Well, you know, people say things in different ways. (laughs) (laughs) People lie, people lie, people lie. I did want to mention, though, Andrew Napolitano, who uh, I is... love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love him because he's always on, you know, Fox News. And so they always right. have him on Fox and Friends. And, and, and he doesn't like he's not like anti-Trump or cruel or anything. He's just like, here's, you know, reality. And they're like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, they don't like reality. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Everything he's doing is unconstitutional when he's willfully lying to the American people. Because <laughs> he'll be like, he, he is, I'm sorry. I'm a judge, and I have to kind of try to present the facts in this case. And they'll be like, our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he basically did that about the wall. And the the fact that Trump was going to use his emergency powers to, to get money to build the wall. He Napolitano said, yeah, he cannot spend money. He can't take property unless Congress has authorized it. That's directly from the Constitution. And yeah, it didn't uh, didn't go over too well with the person he was talking to. They were like, they were whiny just like you demonstrated. <laughs> they were. And the, I mean, and that he's he's I like him because he seems, you know, honest. And he does when, you know, when uh, when when the right is in the right, he will, you know, support them wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he even tried to like. It was weird because he tried to like be like, "Well, maybe this is some sort of, uh, you know, uh, bartering tactic." Trump is a brilliant barterer <laughs> because, because like right before that, they were like, "Listen, he's the president. He's not a prince. He can't just take what he wants and do what he wants." And they were like, "Ah, oh, my heart!" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "But he's a great negotiator." Is he though? But that's fine. I'll give you that. Sure. What? <laughs> that's what yeah, that was that was his his final argument was that uh, it's a bargain. It's all a bargaining technique. Yeah, and he's and a Trump, master. Trump bargainer. is a master bargainer. Yeah. <laughs> if that was true, he would have never uttered the words "I will own this shutdown." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no master mm-hmm. bargainer says it because any time someone says to Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, "Don't you shouldn't you be taking a little bit of credit for the shutdown?" They're like, "No, he said he owns it." He said on national TV that he owns it. Yeah. Dude, take the mantle. No, he's not a nego- he's not negotiating. He's he's put his foot down and he's having a little temper tantrum and he's not he's not saying what he will accept as a middle ground that is publicly available at least. Master bargainer. 
<clears throat> That's how these tariffs are going to shuffle out right up until he realizes that, realizes that China is much more powerful and has significantly more global influence than we do. And he's like, oh, I'm always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so he has started speaking, by the way, and PolitiFact, uh, we have up and... <laughs> 100 first, incorrects already. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the very first thing that they fact-checked was he made the statement that most heroin in the U.S. comes across the Mexican border. And the, so the very first thing they fact-checked, that is true. Yep. Most heroin does come across the southern border. It's not via coyotes at, you know, in, it's, it's in trucks through mm. ports of entry. So a wall would do nothing. But that statement on its own is true. <laughs> uh, then he made the statement that what is it uh, illegal immigration they want to uh, Democrats want to approve money for the border wall and Trump claimed that the border wall would quickly pay for itself <laughs> that I mean that doesn't even make sense um, people come far and wide to see the mighty wall <laughs> think of the tourism dollars uh, the border the trade deal will not pay for the border wall they, that is false yeah. and he's already made that claim that one I, I love. That one is um, so we're going to increase tariffs so that the American people will pay for may pay more for goods made in other countries, and therefore Mexico's paying for the wall. Oh, uh, so we I, get to pay for the wall twice, right? <laughs> out of our taxes and out of ha having to pay more for things right. made in other countries. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of wanted to to move on to this this article that Karen had brought to my attention. I have have not had a chance to look at it. We briefly discussed it mm. um, after work today, but the idea behind this next article, which is on Vox, is very interesting. It's an interview with a Trumper, somebody who really supports Trump, and her argument is that I don't understand what he's doing with this whole shutdown. Because he's not hurting the people that he should be hurting. He's hurting us, the Trump followers. Right. And well, that's they should really... just learn to get by. Sorry? They should just learn to get by. That's what he said to them. <laughs> he said to the people well, who no, are not he getting said, he said he He said he really empathized with them from all the times that he's suffered without paycheck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, this is – I think this is, this is more about though – we, we question constantly why do people still listen to and follow Trump? And this is an, in, an interesting insight into the things that they secretly believe, and this woman said it out loud. It's about hurting other people. Um, he's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. Right. He's not, he's not hurting the black people, and he's not hurting the immigrants. He's hurting the white Christian folk by um, not paying them their paychecks because of the shutdown. That doesn't make right. any sense. He's not hurting the right people. <laughs> He he, sh he shouldn't be making America a better country. He should be he should be hurting the people I hate. Exactly. Right. Precisely. I don't know. Do you really think that's what she, I mean? Like maybe, but you're she really said, reading in. Like I thought the way I heard it was like you're supposed to be hurting the immigrants who are coming here. Well, this is what she said. Um, I voted for him, and he's he's the one who's doing this. I thought he was going to do good things. He's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. How? Yeah, why does why do you think that the president needs to be hurting people? Right. I, I, this is I mean, the, uh, to me, that it, uh, maybe I'm I'm wrong. I don't quite understand your your line of thinking, Jared. But to me, that sounds like he's that she, as a representative of the Trump followers, thinks that Trump should be hurting people. Well, I mean, I mean, yes, that's an odd thing to say, but I just assumed by what she meant in regards to the wall. 
that he should be hurting Mexicans by not letting them through. Well, That's, no, it's not about the wall, though. It's about, it's about the government shutdown. Right. But she's saying, like, connected, but, we're yeah. suffering and we're supposed to be stopping the Mexicans. We're supposed to be hurting them. Right. That's well, how I look at it. I mean, either way, it, she's it's a Trump supporter. She's a fucking idiot. Yeah. But <laughs> they, the article goes on. It talks about um, they have it's a phenom, the political scientists called negative partisanship, and it's they they like Trump not because he sells them on the GOP, but because they believe he'll stick it to the Democrats harder than anybody else. They like him because he is the most negative against the others. Yeah, he uh, likes to make the libs cry. Yes, and they like that. And she's not a representative of all of them. I'm sure some of them are just idiots and some of them are just (laughs) fiscal conservatives that got, you know, stuck and made the decision and don't know how to get out of it. But there's a whole bunch of reasons. But I thought this this reason was particularly interesting about making yourself be the top of this heap and pushing everybody else down. And, you know, your tribe wins kind of stuff. Now, the interesting part, though, is like, and she might be one of the 800,000 people affected by this, but most Trump supporters for the most part, are probably not. And that's well, why they're still in support of this. But wait till they don't get their tax return checks. Yeah. Or, do, you know. Do you know that more white males get um, um, food aid SNAP than any other? And there's more white males in this country. I know. But there are more white males that get food aid from the government than any other group. That's because of Obama. What? Muggle? <laughs> 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 One, I don't, I don't know how that would be, and 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 two, why? How would that an argument? <laughs> when isn't that an argument though? <laughs> well, yeah, but her emails. <laughs> yeah, I saw a joke. Why can't we build the wall out of Hillary's emails? Nobody can get over those. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. <laughs> I would credit whoever's joke it was, but I don't remember. Um. Okay. I don't. Know. It's it's completely insane. I I. Th- for now, I think we're done with the wall. I don't know. Well, I got one last thing, and uh, this is from okay. this is from the Pod Boys, but it was mm-hmm. a pretty good explanation of what's going on here with this. Like, why? You know, we were all trying to figure out why is he making such a big deal about this now? Is because the first two years was the heist, and the next two years is the getaway. Mm-hmm. And now that the Democrats are in control of the House and there's there, some of them are putting in articles of impeachment and, and this and that and Mueller's on it, that the car is driving away and he is throwing as much shit out behind the car to stop us and distract us. So he's throwing out walls and he's throwing out caravans and all kinds of crazy shit. And, you know, uh, look at that. That congresswoman said motherfucker. Look at that. <laughs> you know. So distraction technique. Well, just it's just, just stay focused. Sure. All right. Well, today has been a news-filled day, so... Well, while that's true, before we get, before we get on to today, you did yeah. mention the congresswoman, and I did have an article about that from Vice. I don't know how you pronounce her last name. Rashida Tlaib? Tlaib. Tlaib? Yeah. Okay. But she she actually did make the statement publicly during like a little celebration thing. When your when your son looks at you and says, "Mama, you, look, you won. Bullies don't win," and uh, she responded, "Baby, they don't because we're gonna we're gonna go in there and we're gonna impeach the motherfucker." One, that's an odd thing to say to somebody that is your son and you call right. him baby, but <laughs> that's what I'd say to my son if I had one. She wasn't actually speaking to him; she was speaking to the crowd, and mm. the crowd loved it. 
so she said she said that we're going to impeach the motherfucker and then uh the former Canadian prime minister somehow had to weigh in on this and responded in a in a tweet saying he really is a motherfucker. Now, <laughs> she put a couple asterisks in there, but she she did say this. Kim hmm. Campbell, uh, former prime minister of, of Canada. So I was curious what your take is on, on this. My my greatest amusement is that how butthurt the, the Republicans are about this. They are shocked and appalled that her potty mouth it's horrible. That's the thing that makes me crazy. Well, it sounds like the classic <laughs> cuck-servatives got their fifis hurt because they're a bunch of little <laughs> snowflakes. Nice. I like it. Can't handle a little <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> the hypocrisy knows no bounds. Quick, get, get, them, get them a safe space. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, we've all seen the mashup clip of Trump cursing at every uh, rally and shit, right? Yeah. Right. How do they, I mean, they know we can see this shit, right? <laughs> Partially because she's a woman. She doesn't have well, the right to Muslim. use those words. And uh, is she the woman in Congress? Yeah. Okay. I did like the fact uh, Jeff just posted this Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, the patron saint of motherfuckers, endorses her. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, she's she's uh, one of the new congresswomen who was just elected. What I didn't care for was the high-ranking Democrat response to it, but I understand, <sighs> you know, you have to play the professional mm. and be Were like, they appalled oh, by that sort of behavior? Nah, we don't condone that kind of language <laughs> and impeachment. We shouldn't be talking about impeachment just yet. And then there's a lot of articles that came out that were like, saying this just helps Trump and... Does it? <laughs> it does, no, because you know what else they said helps Trump? When you throw uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders out of a restaurant. Oh, my God. You just helped Trump. Or you, Mitch McConnell got yelled at at a restaurant. Oh, my God. This and that. And you know how much that helped him? A 40-seat loss in the fucking house. Yeah. Well, it's right. the when they go low, we go high argument. It's like we, we can't be forgiving of our own people's foibles. We have to, you know, nail them to the wall. We have to kick them out of Congress because they once, you know, pantomimed honking somebody's hooters. It's the same kind of nonsense. We are overzealous in the prosecution of our own and underzealous in the prosecu prosecution of our enemies. Well, enemies yeah. is probably not the right word, but you get what I mean. I well, do. I'm sure it'll just it eventually will die we down. We are not hurting the right people. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That was fantastic. But, you know, on top of all this, they unearthed the video of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dancing in college. That's so cute. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's horrible. Yeah. Women having fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, having a Supreme Court nominee, who is now a Supreme Court justice, having beer every weekend and having talking about boofing and all the other <laughs> shit that that's fine but you have a woman do a little dance i mean and just lying straight to the american people on mic yeah and also saying that there's going to be hell to pay and retribution a judge says this that's mm. fine but her dancing to listomania no <laughs> no sir hmm. that woman does not know her place clearly <sighs> so real quick i were i i 
notice that the actual Samuel Jackson tweet is in here, and I just have to mention it. He said, I just want to wholeheartedly endorse your use of and clarity of purpose when declaring your motherfucking goal last week. <laughs> Calling that motherfucker a motherfucker is not an issue. Calling that motherfucker a president is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so with all of this, today's news from, and it really wasn't from the Mueller investigation. Today's news came from the Manafort team, because apparently somebody on the Manafort team forgot their instructions on how to redact a document. So they filed, the Manafort lawyers filed paperwork that had been redacted because it's required to be redacted. But apparently instead of actually filing the redacted paperwork, they filed the original paperwork that had like been markered. No, 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 no. no, it, it was actually redacted, but if you copy and pasted the blackout, blackened out, blackened out areas, <laughs> it then turned it into plain text. So if you took it out of the PDF and put it into a Word doc, it became plain text. <laughs> so, how even... is this man rich? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how does this happen? So I, I mean, I'm not the smartest bit, man re- in the world, but I feel like I'm smarter than Paul Manafort. <laughs> Yeah. I actually looked into this a little bit because I was curious as to how the hell this happens. And there was an old version of Adobe create, used to create PDFs, like back in 2007 or something crazy, that had this as a um, redacting. Feature? It's a, it's a, it was, a, using air quotes, a feature of a version of Adobe Acrobat from like 2007. So they're probably using an ancient copy, which means that whoever did this, everything they've redacted is probably this way. so i originally i had heard people questioning about well this was so blatant maybe the manafort team did this on purpose to dismantle some you know of the Mueller investigation Mm. and uh yeah as it turns out no in in no way is that true nothing in there gives away much of anything about what you know Mueller is doing it just gives away the fact that manafort is has distinctly colluded with Russian intelligence. Like, well, it, does, it just gave some of that evidence. Right. It does give away more information than we knew before. So in case you haven't heard about it yet, what it says is that Manafort specifically gave Kalimnik, who is pr- reported to be part of Russian intelligence, survey data, or it, polling, what data. They call it? polling data about American citizens. Now think about that. And, and it it's it was polling data that is I mean it's polling data from a campaign during the campaign right. it is it is classified information maybe not militarily classified but it is secret information and uh, I'm trying to remember his name uh, worked for Obama campaign manager uh, David Axelrod mm. Axelrod was on CNN and he was asked about you know is this what type of data is this? What are we talking about? And Axelrod was like, I had trouble getting hold of data like this when I was in the Obama campaign, like it's doing the campaign held. stuff for yeah. him. I had trouble getting this information. It's highly sought information. Right. And Manafort, who was the campaign manager of the Trump um, committee at the, uh, whatever they called it at the time, gave it to a Russian secret you know, intelligence agent. Now, why would he do that? What are the possible reasons he would give you know that data to the Russians? I do not know. Oops. I will have to wait and see. I can't. It was un- it's unfair for me to speculate as to what his <laughs> intentions might be. 
I mean, apart from the obvious, and to me, the obvious is they were giving it to somebody who was involved in Russian intelligence because they knew that the Russians wanted Trump to win the election, or more importantly, they want that the Russians wanted Hillary to, to lose. And they knew that the Russians were had a campaign going, a, a social media campaign, and they wanted that information out there on who to target, right. what areas of the country to target. That makes perfect sense. Yes. And I can't think of any other reason. So they specifically gave data to the Russians that the Russians could use to specifically target American citizens to change their minds or to sway their votes. That's pretty huge. I mean, here's and the it's cam- also huge because it's the campaign, the Trump campaign was doing it, and Manafort worked in the transition team. Mm-hmm. And who is highly involved in all of this? Pence. Yeah. Pence is highly involved in both sections of it. And keep in mind, this is not data that um, that the Trump campaign collected. This is data that the GOP collected. This is not Trump's data to give. It's the GOP's data. So I can't imagine they're pleased about this. They're okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> they'll find they'll a way. They'll turn the line whenever they whenever they'll do whatever they're told. At the moment, yes. At some point, the calculation will flip. Right, but I mean, right now, I mean, those guys—they were again back to their <laughs> back to their snowflake behavior. They just about cried themselves to sleep when Romney came out and was like, president's not such a good guy or a good president. They're like, how could you do that? You always <laughs> tell the party line. No more GOP funding. You're mm. not allowed to think for yourself. You're not allowed to speak for yourself. You do what we say. I was like, this is fucking sad. Yeah, but yeah. he also said in that same op-ed, I will most likely vote with the president. 99% of the time. Right. I, I will just that say what he's that being wasn't a good jerk. enough somehow. <laughs> they, they said on the fucking uh, Pod Save America, they, you know, they were talking about Mitt Romney and they're like, remember he was going to be our hope and he was going to be the one mm-hmm. sane Republican and this and that. And he goes, I just can't wait for the moment at the next RNC when Mitt Romney slowly walks out onto the stage and wholeheartedly endorses Donald Trump for president. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's going to oh, happen. Yeah. There's no such thing as as a Republican hope or no. the Satan Republican or the one who breaks with the party. Everybody gets, they, they everybody thinks that that's, a, everybody's just so eager for something like that to happen. <laughs> that they're like, oh yeah, oh, this Lindsey Graham, he's making sense. I was like, he's never making sense. Never be fooled by Lindsey Graham. He's a sack <laughs> of shit, just like he ever was. <laughs> and he is sure the enough, great he, shapeshifter. He is whatever <laughs> yeah. they need him to be. <laughs> People thought that about Lindsey Graham. People thought that about John McCain. People thought that about, about Jeff Flake. It's just, yeah. <laughs> but And the worst part is it's all about money. It's all about because if they don't toe the line, they don't get money to be reelected next time around. It's super yep. about money. That's why I like the Jared's borrowed analogy about the, the heist and the getaway. Hmm. They got the money they were after. Now let's see if we can get out of this without being arrested. Going to jail and spending the rest of our lives in jail and taking having all of our family money taken away. Yeah, and I mean, and not just all the, the, the dumb bullshit, but like just – I was mm. just thinking about this earlier, about the small part about Trump just making money off the presidency now, mm-hmm. right? Like all the dumb shit that they – like, you know, like the blind trust that his sons run, bullshit. you know, the hotels <laughs> where, you know, the raising the rent on Trump Tower when you're running the campaign. All this bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. He – and everybody around him have seriously have got to be the dumbest fucks in the world. Because 
if you would just not do that, right? Like not draw any attention to that. Don't do it. You know, like, well, yeah, he's trying to build a wall and this and that, but he's not enriching himself. Like actually put the business in a blind trust. Do you know how much money he could make if he just got out in four years with no craziness? Right. Right. Every president besides Jimmy Carter, because he chooses not to, Mm. makes millions of dollars just because you were president. How many people would go to a Trump hotel just because it was owned by a former president? You know, oh, tons. Yeah. Like what? A bunch of are they just well, so fucking greedy or just so fucking stupid? Greedy is the right answer. They just couldn't wait. They just couldn't wait the four years. And there's no consequences either. So why not do it? Well, there, well but there might be, you know, yeah. now, that, now that the House can investigate this shit, they're all looking into this. Yeah, but that's uh, all right. So a good example of stupid petty shit. So the 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 Trump Hotel in uh, Washington D.C., which is very close to the White House, is in the old post office building. There's a clock tower in this building. Part of the deal for Trump taking over this building was that he would keep the old clock tower, and it would be part of the National Parks Association, and it would have to be free and available for people to tour. It's a nice old clock tower in a historical building. So it was closed for about a week and a half. It was one of the things that was specially set aside to be refunded during the shutdown because it's in Trump's hotel. It's a stupid clock tower. And dollars-wise, it doesn't mean much. I can't imagine that you know, the one security guy that got working there, it costs very much to keep it running. But really, you have to do that. You have to open up the clock tower in that stupid goddamn building. It's everything. It's the stupid, petty, small shit on top of the giant treason. <laughs> I just can't figure out why there's not one person... Like me, sitting in that room going, dudes, everybody just chill out. In four years, we're all going to be fucking millionaires. We're going to be – we're millionaires now. We're going to be double millionaires in four years. Just pretend like you're an honest person for two years. That's all you got to do. When you get out of here, start your own fucking news network. Yep. You'll have the money. You'll go and speak for a million dollars at Liberty University or whatever other (laughs) bullshit uh, conservative places. Like, why is there – not one person. God damn it. Donald Trump, hire me. I will work for a hundred grand a year. I will be your cheapest employee. Because they they can get away with it. Nobody's stopping any of it. So why not do it? Well uh, squeeze every neck. Because I don't I don't I don't feel that that's gonna I feel like something's gonna happen. Even yeah, though he I mean listen, again, impeaching a president is very hard. We we all know this, but the House goes through this. All that information is going to be out. It's all going to be public, and I'm sure it'll all be ni- nicely and neatly done before 2020. Hmm. I don't but know. It, we can hope. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, I'm just so shocked at how you could be a shitbag in so many different areas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the answer to the question is why don't they just stop with you know making a whole bunch of money? Is because well. A hundred times a whole bunch of money would be even better. Yeah, I, it's the same reason that how much how much money did those nuns take to Vegas? Right. Yeah. Like I'm sure they took a little bit each time, and then they went, "Well, let's just take the whole hundred thousand dollars and go nuts in Vegas." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, didn't Obama? He didn't he just sign like some kind of like two hundred and fifty million dollar deal with Netflix to produce shows or something like that? I hadn't heard you. that, but. And I know the or he got a book advance or like a sixty five million dollar book advance, and if he goes and speaks, you know, I know he gets a certain amount of money. Yeah, L- like I don't know, like just I mean, Trump could open up casino. I mean, his name would be would carry so much weight after this, I don't, or, or or he's just fucking dead broke and owes money to Russians. It's like I got to make as much as I can now before I get out of here. 
or <laughs> or the worst possibility is I need to do what they tell me to do. Otherwise, they're going to take away all my money and all my things. But again, I asked that same question. Are they just fucking idiots? Because there's all this other shady shit going on. And on top of that, or they're just like, hey, man, this Russia stuff is real h- hardcore. They probably won't even pay attention to this hotel shit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Nickel and diamond while you can, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think there's a large part of it that it is um, that Russia has uh, something on him. And that's something big and it's something serious. And he, at, he, at, to a certain extent, he has to do what they tell him to do. And that's a horrible thought. With the business dealings that his father and grandfather did, well, his grandfather not as much, but his father, it, it wouldn't surprise me in any way. And the debt, he owes them a lot of money. Yeah. All right. That's all I have on Trump. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Or am I moving on? <laughs> Do it, Doug. All right. So I am, I've got a couple quick updates on the whole Catholic Church issues. There are two laws, one in D.C. and one in Virginia, that uh, are pending. They would require clergy to report sexual abuse. And this really stuck with me because I'm a mandated reporter. I work at a university. If I see something, I am required by law to speak out. And I I have to take training on who to, to tell, how to report, the whole spiel. The idea that there is clergy, people who their religion requires them to confess to, who are not mandated reporters, just baffles me. I I. Don't and I know why. It's because the church says we want people to feel free and talk to the clergy about whatever they want without any repercussions whatsoever. But come on. The whole reason the church started that is so that they could glean all the information about everything from all their parishioners and keep control of the people. Can't, can't, can't we see that that's what that was based on? And not that it was a freedom for the people, but it was a power trip for the church? That's how Scientology does it. Hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is. So is, in, is in, that who you want your religion to be modeled after? Scientology? Come on. LRH. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you have, Gary? Um, approximately 28 states in Guam currently include members of the clergy among those professionals specifically mandated by law to report known or suspected instances of child abuse or neglect. So 28 states. It's not enough. But yeah, so uh, over half of the state's clergy is our mandated reporters, mandatory reporters. Right. And two, well, one more state and the district are looking at doing so. Right. Which is good. That's a good thing. Hopefully these laws pass. Hopefully the other 28 states, you know, there's some precedence there and they can just follow it. Right. But and then again, we, can, we can get the other 21 states in, on board as well. But as we know, just because the law exists doesn't mean people follow it. True. So, but it does give you a, a recourse if they don't follow it because they've broken the law. It's another tool in the toolbox, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, a Catholic cardinal in New York, there is a, a New York law for abuse victims that uh, is, well, being debated, going back and forth. But a cardinal came out and said, that, again, the, the statement struck me, that the law should avoid breaking the church. So one, he came out <laughs> with a statement to try to influence people who are, you know, currently working on on making the law. But his concern is more about, quote unquote, breaking the church and not the victims of sexual abuse. Right. And what could he possibly be talking about other than money? 
No, I think that's exactly what he's talking about. I think I think that's what he. Uh, I don't know that he's even trying to disguise that in any way. Yeah, so, so that's the priority. So money is the priority over children. That's that's what that's what you're going with. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we really need to have the golden cathedrals, and you know, if if a few people have to get sexually abused during the process, then so be it. I know right. I'm taking it way farther, but come on, think about what you say before you. Make a statement. Yeah. Sounds um, about I right. I did. What's that? Said it sounds about right for to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on to uh, uh, world news. I had a couple of things. I did want to uh, mention this and give a congratulations to an 18-year-old girl who has, it, it mm. appears, successfully fled Saudi Arabia. And her family. <laughs> yeah, specifically her family. Her her father is some sort of high-ranking person in the Saudi government. And she had, they had traveled to, was it Bangkok. the UAE? Oh. Well, they had, they had traveled to, they had traveled to Kuwait. Kuwait. Yeah. And she had got on a plane and traveled to Bangkok and had a hotel room there. And apparently... At the time she was in the hotel room, a Saudi person, I don't know if it was someone from a consulate or something, but somebody came and tried to get her because she was fleeing. She was fleeing her family because she said that her life was in danger. Her family threatens to kill me for the most trivial things. And a uh, the Saudi official who was coming to get her was doing so because she did not currently have a male guardian. <laughs> and no male guardian had allowed her to travel to where she was. She barricaded the door and went to social media and got a bunch of attention. And as it turns out, the government, the Thai authorities, have granted her access to the country. So originally when she got there, the the, the Saudi official had taken her passport away. Mm -hmm. And so they said that they weren't going to let her in the country. But she has now successfully made the bid that uh, Thailand is going to accept her as a, as a asylum seeker, which is, I mean... I wouldn't want to seek asylum in Thailand, Thailand yeah. but <laughs> I mean, her plan was to travel to Australia. Better plan. <laughs> but she didn't get that far before the, the Saudi officials caught up to her. Wow. So congratulations on, on having the Thailand actually grant you asylum. But it, it just, and what she did is she's turned 18 and they were forcing her to wear the veil and the, with the whole male guardianship you can't you can't do anything without your male guardian saying that it's okay and uh she also says that she is now an atheist she says that she had declared to her family that she did not believe in the teachings of the quran and that's why her life was in danger that'll put your life in danger in saudi so yeah, yeah. so bold step for an 18 year old yeah Hope it works you should out. get an interview with her right hmm? what was that i said you should get an interview with her Oh, <laughs> that may she be seems difficult. A, a little busy, but <laughs> Paul, I like Paul, Paul Thailand. <laughs> I would definitely not be opposed to that. Mm -mm. So uh, the next world news thing that I have, and I'm a little hesitant to reference this article because of who wrote it. But in any case, there's usually a significant bill started in the Senate and in the House of Representatives. HR1 and S1, they usually have some sort of like, you know, big political type thing that they can show off. The Senate, the first bill, well, wait, which one is it? The HR1, 
was an anti-corruption bill. So mm-hmm. the House of Representatives were trying to combine election and campaign finance reform so they would strengthen voting rights and it, it's the uh, – you know, a big, a big anti-corruption thing. So that's, you know, that makes sense because it's now a demo. It's the democratically held house. Uh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Senate S one is a bill pro voter corruption. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, not quite. Okay. It's a bill for the defense of the Israeli government. What? It's a bill proposed proposed by uh, Marco Rubio. <sighs> oh. Yeah. The great Marco Rubio. Yes. It is to, uh, not to bolster U.S. companies, but it is to give them, it's to create a law to mandate, to make it legal for a company to not allow its employees to boycott Israeli products or uh, or Israeli companies. Okay, it sounds awfully familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Gives state and local governments explicit legal authority to boycott any U.S. companies which themselves are participating in a boycott against Israel. Wow. So the government agencies could not do business with U.S. companies because those companies have chosen to not do business with Israel. Huh. I, I mean, it sounds very American. <laughs> I don't. I mean, is this just you know? It doesn't make any sense to me that this is all about the the, the second coming of Christ. It, no, it's about money. It's yeah. There's, it's yeah. always about money. It's always about money. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot momentarily. My bad. <laughs> but Israel is a giant source of money for the U.S. I assume so. I well, don't know. or they, some we'll Jewish person is a big ah. donor to Marco Rubio. Ah, probably Sheldon Adelson. <laughs> that makes more sense. All right, so this is a Sh- the Sheldon Adelson law. Okay. Yes. Got it. I mean, I'm just picking a, a rich Jew that supports conservatives out of the air, but... That's a reasonable assumption. Huh. Yeah. None of these people give a shit or believe in Jesus. No way no. does Marco Rubio believe that Jesus is real. Because if he did, he'd know he'd be going to hell. Yeah. So, it's always about the money. Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> so, this originated from a Kansas law that required companies operating to not boycott Israel. And the Supreme Court has held that the First Amendment protects the right to participate in a boycott. But again, if they were able to pass this law, then the Supreme Court might be able to change that ruling and uphold the the Kansas law. So it's as... Wait, couldn't it go the other way? Like, if they pass this law, couldn't the Supreme Court say, no, this law is unconstitutional, it, it won't stand? Oh, sure, it could go the other way. But I hear there well, I feel are... like I feel like they've already established a precedent that it should go the other way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you heard Kavanaugh. He is all about the precedents and wouldn't overturn anything. <laughs> Absolutely. I and there you go. Me. There's an article that uh, that you post there, Karen, yep. about Sheldon Adelson and uh, yeah, the movement to boycott Israel. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Aha. The Guardian. You're correct. I knew it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Quit- that was uh, <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah, that was a real downer. Tonight, tonight was our uh, Jewish book of the month at the Goff House. So we had just had a, a, a pro-Jewish bedtime. Now I feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I think it's okay to be pro be pro-Israel, and it's also okay to be anti Sheldon Adelson. Is Sheldon Adelson? Is his, did his wife just get the Medal of Freedom? Did I hear about that correctly? 
I don't know. I didn't hear anything, but probably. Makes me a little sick, but I'm sure Yeah, I have no idea. Medal of Honor. No, not possible. Medal of Freedom. All right. Possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Miriam Adelson got the Trump Presidential Medal of Freedom. For doing what? Uh, giving money to the GOP? Being rich. <laughs> yeah. GOP mega She works so hard to, she has to spend every night with this disgusting human being in her bed. <laughs> this bitch deserves a medal. There, 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 there is a picture of her getting her presidential medal of freedom. I can't really disagree with the fact that she deserves a medal for staying with Adelson, but. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but in any case. Leg. Uh, a few other things I want to mention real quick. Another freshman congresswoman, uh, Virginia congresswoman, Jennifer Wexton. Uh, she has done something that I'm not sure that any other congressman has, has done. Uh, she, on the first day of business, uh, hung a transgender flag outside of her office door. Hmm. So very clearly stating her support of the LGBTQ community. And that was from the lgbtqnation.com uh, an article if you want to take a look at that um she so right outside her door there's a virginia flag and then there's the transgender flag blasphemy so i'm sure <laughs> that the gop will have the vapors <laughs> some of them i'm sure them. oh nice what's uh, next can we vote dogs into congress now <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in the rule book that says dogs can't <laughs> oh, play basketball, shit, Jared. Right. <laughs> no rules saying dog can't be president. <laughs> you know, so on that long same as note, that dog is over forty-five and a natural-born citizen. Forty-five He's getting my vote. Does forty-five in dog years count? On that same note, did you see <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Kristen Cinema refusing to be sworn in on the Bible? Yes. Yep. And being sworn in on a uh, law book. Law book. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I, she still won't I, call I, herself an atheist, but. True. No, currently none of the Congress people will call themselves an atheist. Oh, uh, I thought she was an out-and-out atheist. Well, the the poll, the the information that that statement was based on was when the they were individually asked what their religion was. No one said atheist. No one said that. There were a few people who wouldn't comment. Mm-hmm. One of them being, uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who was had said previously that in a, in an interview that he he didn't believe in God and was an atheist. He didn't comment when asked, so it's kind of a deceptive. I mean, there are there are several people who didn't comment, but of course, the majority of the people, if you count the Protestants and Catholics, that's like seventy percent of the people in Congress. Right. I mean, Jeff just posted. She said she was re- religiously unaffiliated. That is a namby pamby way of saying atheist. I'll yeah, take with, it. I'll without take getting it. the <laughs> without getting the atheist flack right. associated with you. Religiously Which, unaffiliated is acceptable in my book in that yeah, arena because I agree. The, the grief that would come her way if she said the a word. <laughs> well, listen. As cool as it is, what she did, and she's very pleasing to look at <laughs> on the eyes, and she's a. I know she's out bisexually. She doesn't have a great voting record. I don't love her on that. No? Yeah, she's a little, she leans. She's about 60, 70 with Trump. Really? Huh. She's from Arizona. Um, <laughs> That's there probably is... how she got into office. Yeah. So do you think that um, Congress people should vote the will of the people always or most of the time or when it's convenient or to what percentage? When should they follow their constituents? <sighs> That's rough. Hmm. It is. 
I'd like to say a majority of the time. However, a majority of Americans are criminally stupid. <laughs> so sometimes they are making very dangerous decisions and haven't fully thought out the ramifications when I... Yeah. yeah. So so maybe you could intervene, but you know, it should I would I'd like to think it should at least be the majority of the time. That's that's why you're there, isn't it? To theoretically. Yes, theoretically. Yes. I, I think yeah, I think you get into the twenty, twenty five percent of the time you make the decision for other reasons. I don't know. Listen, in a perfect world where you're just I mean like in a perfect world, a congressman or a senator would be constantly going back to their state and just going, what do you guys think about this? Sure. Okay, I'll go back to Washington and tell them that's what you want to do. Well, and you know? explaining the, the reasoning behind if they don't agree. Right. You know, your personal, like with uh, when Sandy Hook happened and 98% of America was like, yeah, we should have probably more background checks. And hmm. when it got to the Senate and, and the House, they're like, nope. And that's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. You're not make, supposed to be making decisions for us. You're supposed to be enacting our will. Right. And if 98% of the populace says we should have more background checks, perhaps you should look into it. <laughs> right. But again, when the system was set up, there was no such thing as Citizens United mm. or the internet. Or the NRA. Or the NRA. Yeah. Right. Who it, lo- it looks increasingly like was funneling money directly from Russia. So that's a thing. Wow. <laughs> So all the NRA money was Russian money because the number of people that actually give to the NRA is actually pretty small. <laughs> Population-wise, yeah. Population-wise, yeah. Yet somehow they have their own TV channel. Yeah. I was cruising through the channels the other day and I saw that in the list. I'm like, no. <laughs> wow, I'm and not they do clicking the, on that. <laughs> they do the fakest of fake news, even with fake newscasters and a fake background. <laughs> and then people post it like it's actual news. Mm-hmm. So a couple things I wanted to hit really quick about the Supreme Court. There's a LGBTQ article. It's on rewire.news. The argument is, well, there are two cases that the Supreme Court may be taking up that are concerning any sort of transgender LGBTQ issues. Mm. And both of them may be considered by the Supreme Court. And the argument, I mean... And this statement, I think, well, this statement was from the Sixth Court, is very clear. It it says, it is analytically impossible to fire an employee based on that employee's status as a transgender person without it being motivated, at least in part, by the employee's sex. So that statement clearly states that if you discriminate against somebody because they're transgender, you are considering that employee's sex, and therefore it is sex discrimination. Sure, that sounds reasonable. Right. So these two cases, which are possibly going in front of the Supreme Court, not necessarily, but possibly, either one of them, there's one with Zarda and and Bostock, those cases have the possibility of overturning that ruling by Mm. the lower court. Therefore, allowing anyone, any state to change their rules so that you could discriminate against somebody because they came out as being gay or because they came out as being transgender. Currently, there are 26 states that do not prohibit sexual orientation or gender identity discrimination. 26. And that would allow, depending on how the Supreme Court rules, it would allow those 26 states to continue that and, and expand on that and specifically 
allow people through religious freedom to discriminate against people based on their sex, their orientation. Hmm. So, so, yes. Right. When they, when they do overturn that, mm. how, how much, how, how far does that expand in your opinion? I'm, you don't, I know you obviously can't know, but I will, I will go in right now and say that number in, balloons up to 42 states. Eight states don't? Eight states don't. Mm. Eight states, eight states continue their policies of not allowing discrimination against uh, homosexual and transgendered people. I would uh, like to think that it doesn't expand that far and that it stays mm. in like the lower 30s. But Jared, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you have the majority of the populace who is would be against this being in California and New York. <laughs> um, so there's, there's two of the eight. <laughs> yeah, I could. Mm. I mean, you could really go up as 48 and I don't think it's out of the question. Um, yeah, it's tough again because there's 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 some states that I give credit to, but then they're they're large states. So like even New York, I was like, yeah, but there's so much New York State. There's so much upstate that isn't Manhattan. True, yeah. but but population wise, <laughs> they're not really in control of the law, and that's mm -hmm. a good thing. Um, but okay, so states don't work like our country. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of do, but not as bad. Not as bad. Okay, yeah. but like you know, I would hope the Vermont and for that matter, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a that's a fifty fifty right there. Yeah. Right. I yeah, I was thinking like New York, California, Vermont, Colorado, maybe Washington State, maybe hey, Oregon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty pretty bad. It's bleak. I think is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, and finally, what I had mentioned before about the first Liberty Institute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is another case that is is going to be argued in February in front of the Supreme Court is the American Legion versus the American Humanist Association. Hmm. It's about a 40-foot, 90-year-old memorial cross displayed and maintained by a state agency in Bladensburg, Maryland. Another giant cross. That's the basis of it. Yes. Yes. But but specifically the the idea behind it is that the cross violates the first amendment establishment clause. But what the argument is going to be is that, and this is the American Legion's brief, which is linked in the article, is that coercion, not endorsement, should be the proper standard. So that unless you are coercively causing somebody to become a Christian, if you are just Passive suggesting... <laughs> if you are just suggesting or endorsing the religion, that's fine. It's Ew. coercion that is a violation of the First Amendment. So wow. they're making the argument that compulsion by law, coercing in belief, is what the First Amendment is for, not endorsement or like you could in, you can endorse Christianity all you want. You can put up crosses all you want. That's not in violation of the First Amendment. That doesn't coerce or compul or cause a compulsion by law to force people to believe. So as long as you're not doing that, you're not in violation of the First Amendment. If the Supreme Court rules on that, and they rule in that way, we could be facing a significant change in how this country is run. The, I mean, this first, is a fundamental change to the Bill of Rights. The First Amendment says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech 
over the press, over the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Correct. No law respecting an establishment of religion. And their brief is making the argument that endorsing and giving, well, giving money is out, but endorsing publicly, allowing a cross to be on government property, allowing... Well, that's giving money, though. My tax dollars are going <laughs> to supporting the, the, you know, the landscaping of that space. But it's not... It's not causing you, it's not coercively causing you to worship that deity. Therefore, it, it doesn't violate the First Amendment. It is coercively causing me to give my money to support it. Now, I agree with you completely, and I think this is one <laughs> of the most dangerous things I have ever read about. Um, and it is on thehill.com, and like I said, the brief is linked in the article if you want to take a look at it. But that's the argument they're making, and they plan on making this argument in front of the Supreme Court in February. Ugh. Wow. Well, thanks for ruining my day. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my hope is that there's no way that this argument holds any water because it really doesn't. It's really a stretch. But, but considering it, the last couple people who've been putting on the Supreme Court. Right. Is it a stretch that they will be happy to take? Right. I got faith in Kavanaugh that he will find a way to jump through a hoop and figure out how to screw this up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, I mean, there are some people that I'm positive will vote against this. I mean, sure. Uh, even Kennedy, I can guarantee. I, I, I would bet a lot of money that Kennedy would never fall for this. But you would be willing to make Kennedy a negative two hundred and eighty favorite <laughs> <laughs> when betting on this. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to, to, to Bama, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that, I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, we don't know where she's going to be. She's missed a couple days here now. Mm. And, I mean, like, you, you can't blame her. She's Right. Also, Kennedy does not exist anymore. Oh, right. right. He is. <laughs> that is true. He is out. He stepped down. Man, yes. I got to look at. That's why we got the treat of Brett Kavanaugh. I got I to gotta look at the bench again. So we're looking Were at. Were you thinking of. Uh... Who's the other? Uh, there's another one who was kind of swingy. Right, he's taking up the mantle of the swing voter. Yeah, mm. I know who you're thinking of. Yeah, unless you really were thinking of Kennedy. I think I was still thinking of Kennedy, <laughs> longing for the days back. Yeah, the longing day. for the days. You want to change your statement now about not a, about it not going through? <laughs> I I may be. Um, so who do we have? We have Thomas Roberts, Ginsburg. Roberts was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Alito, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Breyer. And then Kavanaugh. And, well, and Gorsuch. So, yeah, who knows at this point. Uh, could you get four votes against this ridiculousness out of those eight people? I mean, it, you know, worst case scenario, if, if Ginsburg isn't back in on the seat. Uh, yeah, I like what Jeff said. Yeah, we fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's not promising, that's for sure. No. Well, again, and I have to ask in a crazy hypothetical like, say someone brings some kind of argument that, that says, like, we created a law in our state that you have to give all firstborn sons to the governor. <laughs> and it goes to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court says, yeah, that's cool. It's biblical, even. <laughs> yeah, like, for whatever reason. And I know it's obviously that's, you know, not in the realm of possibility, I hope. Currently. Um, why can't we just go, hey, fuck you, Nine Justice. We're not listening to you. No way. Like this is what I this is what I can't stand about the way just humanity works. Mm. Well, those nine people made a decision for the other three hundred and fifty million of us. Guess we have to do it. 
Well, that is the system. That What's the other option? Yeah. I, I, the I, option I, is just just go. No, we're not doing that. Are you endorsing anarchy? <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> like I just, I just don't get. Like again, and I know I've brought this up before. I just hate that there are being decisions made on my behalf that I don't get a voice in. Mm. Like Jeff says, this is why voting matters. It does, but even now, it's it's so fucked. The system's so fucked. Yeah, gerrymandering. Right, which is why, which is why HR one mm. is such an important bill, and S one is such a yeah. steaming pile. Shit. <laughs> well, it it clearly you know points out the priorities of the two groups in a stark way. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we are running long, but what I I did yeah. want to mention. Um, I, I totally oh, man, and I got one thing too. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, the the last thing I have, there was an article posted on the uh, Facebook page. It's from Al Jazeera, which uh, lists ten things that you might have missed during the Trump administration. Um, we definitely did not miss all ten. In fact, most of them, uh, I would say, would not be surprising any any way. However, they're hello. Important. Did we not break Roy Moore? To the country? Yeah. I think we did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The one thing that was in the list is number nine I thought was interesting. The calls to end chain migration. There's a big Trump administration to the whole immigration thing and the chain migration. But uh, just to to point out, in August – wow, names again – Amalja and Victor Nav, the parents – of the first lady, Melania, mm-hmm. they went into uh, New York and took their oath to become American citizens. They are both chain immigrants. Right. Chain migrants that chained it to the wife of the president. Yep. Correct. And she got here on a uh, genius um, visa. Visa. A, 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 yeah, genius visa. It's usually reserved for, you know, high-level professors and, you know, standouts in whatever field they're in. That's why it's called a genius <laughs> she got here visa. On a, right. So it's it's literal. She got here on a visa reserved for people at the highest level of academia. Yes. But, <laughs> and she's a model. She was a model at the time. <laughs> and she actually came to the country on a tourist visa and started working, which is against the law. You're not, not allowed to do that. And then she got a – and she had to go back home every six months or so. Because that's what you have to do if you're on a tourist visa, right? And yeah, then uh, she got the, uh, the 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 visa that says she's a genius because she's pretty, according to some people, and then she became a citizen. Yep. So hmm. my point in bringing that up is their hypocrisy is obviously it knows no bounds. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a little local news which Uh-oh. made me snicker a little bit. Um, there is a St. John's Lutheran Church in Belfont. That somebody has embezzled two hundred thousand dollars from it. I'm like, God damn! It's a little church. Wow. It's impressive, and it's all very hush hush at the moment. It's still under investigation, but I'm curious as all hell to find out who did it hmm. in local news. But it actually has been like a police report. Yep. Wow! Amazing. Yeah. So there you go. There's uh, there's an article. I will copy that into uh, onto the webpage. Uh, Jeff brought up an article for the genius visa for extraordinary ability that M- Melania got. <laughs> uh, you said you had something, Jared? Is this the last thing? Because the very last thing. <laughs> okay, so this is only going to be interesting to Ian and anybody who used to listen to the Prodigal Sons podcast. But uh oh, I'm ready. Uh, I was scrolling through Facebook the other day, and somebody from my high school posted a retweeted something that somebody had tweeted and the tweet said uh you know there's some loser living in his mom's basement questioning our president's 
ability to make decisions or some bullshit like that. And uh, the person was like, yeah, fuck that. You know, this is fuck you liberals and all that shit like that. And I was like, who sent this tweet? And I looked down and I heard the noise, the bump, bump, bump. And it was my nemesis, one Mr. Joey fucking salads. Yes. <laughs> so I go to Joey the, fake documentary salads. I go to Joey's <laughs> Twitter page to see this. Joey has thrown his hat into the political ring now, and that is all he tweets about is how great Trump is and how dumb liberals are over and over and over again. But there is a glimmer of hope. (laughs) Amongst these tweets, Joey put a tweet out in public to YouTube to ask them why they demonetized all his videos. (laughs) Um, and there was a big discussion between the two of them. And then Joey must be really desperate for money because he also tweeted out that, hey, if you're having a big event on your YouTube channel, like 100,000 subscribers, something like that, I'll come and do a guest star for like 500 bucks on your YouTube channel. So Joey is probably not doing too well. <laughs> the downfall of Joey Salads. Well, like t- so many others. Fox, Fox News picks him up and puts him on fucking the five. <laughs> saddled, him, yeah. saddled his... Hitched his horse to Trump. Now he's like, no, I'm mistaken. Please give me money. (laughs) Joey could be the next Jesse Waters, you know. (laughs) So I couldn't believe that this guy is still following me around after all these years. (laughs) (laughs) That was solid. I guess, Ray, you're not aware of Joey Salads and my ongoing rivalry? I, I don't know. I don't remember, I should say, all the details, but the name is quite familiar to me. Right. The the short of it is he stages encounters, posts them on YouTube, and 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 reports them to be to be truthful. Right. Oh. So that he can, you know, further whatever agenda he is trying to further. Like he'll be like, Hey, here's me walking down the street minding my own business, wearing a Trump hat, and some guy wearing a shirt that says like dirty liberal comes up and punches him in the face. <laughs> Then he's like, see, dirty liberals are hate mongers and and people who wear MAGA hats are saints. And like, he'll just it, like he puts out these totally fictional, fictional videos. And he's like, yep, this is true. This really happened. Yeah, this all it all started with him going up and like g- walking up to small children in parks and being like, hey, come with me. And then the kid would just go, okay, mister, and grab his hand and walk away. And then he would go up to the parents and be like, I just grabbed your kid and you let him go. See, stranger danger is real because kids will go with anybody. <sighs> and it was all completely fake. Hopefully, hopefully that his long death will finally come to an end. <laughs> <laughs> By my hands. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast does not endorse death by Jared's hand in any way. <laughs> the murder of Joey Salads in any way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's all we have. Just a quick follow-up. I had never investigated. Jared, you are right. Kirsten Cinema smoke show. Oh, yeah. Total. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an endorsement, I guess. <laughs> I think so. Okay. What was great about that was I was like, ooh, what interesting fact am I right about? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm right about her being hot. <laughs> All right, that is all we've got for this week. Um, I want to thank our patrons specifically for supporting the podcast and for those joining us tonight, specifically at Pit Atheist. Uh, Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy this podcast, you also can support it by our Patreon page 
And you can find that on profaneargument.com and just click the Become a Patron link. Uh, if you can't afford to support it, you can still support it by sharing the podcast on social media or leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, also, I would like to mention uh, the soon-to-be-named network. It's a network of podcasts that we of which we are a member, uh, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. You can check it out. A whole bunch of podcasts for your listening pleasure. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. <laughs>